Hi everyone and welcome back. My name is Kylie Nicole and I am a medium in Perth in WA. I am talking about the Empowered Path, which is a program that I'm running for holistic and heart-centered women to get their own businesses up and running. And today I wanted to talk about overgiving in our businesses and what that looks like, how that presents and people-pleasing as well. So... Look, a lot of people are people pleasers. A lot of the women that I meet especially are people pleasers. And I don't know what it is. I think it's part of the nurturing aspect of the feminine self or the feminine energy. And we always want to make sure that everyone's okay because it's our love language. Our our way of showing people that we care is to make sure that they have all of their needs met. But when ours are not being met in return it's an unequal energetic exchange. (laughs) So I'm laughing because I'm always talking about energetic exchange, whether it's financially or otherwise. But anytime something is unequal, what will happen is resentment eventually. It'll take a while, but often eventually you either burn out or you get resentful. So when you are naturally a people pleaser, that sometimes comes from a state of anxiety as well. So from a sense of not being good enough or that nothing you ever do is quite correct and having a knee-jerk reaction around somebody being upset with you because what you've done isn't right or won't be perceived as being acceptable. Um, it's a trauma response in its own right. So when you start to see patterns like that that come up in a business, it's definitely worth sitting up and paying attention to see where else they might be replicating within your life. Now, I'm not a psychologist. I don't pretend to be one, but I am am very connected to people, very aware as an empath as well, what people's experiences are. And obviously I have my own stories too. So all of those have shown me these patterns that I recognize. And I've seen this in both my holistic self and also my corporate self. So it's a good thing to be able to talk about and actually something I think we need to normalize a little bit more of. Because there's almost this like, ha, 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 I'm a people pleaser, ha, ha, you know, um, energy around it where people are owning the fact that they constantly overcompensate, but are not necessarily unhappy about it. And I'm just here to say it's not a healthy thing to be doing. You're not here just to be somebody else's support act. You're not here just to make everybody else comfortable and answer everybody else's dreams. That's so damaging. And it's so, I was going to say like, it's almost doing yourself a disservice because you're not allowing yourself your own time and space to breathe. And you know, a lot of people don't like being in the spotlight. A lot of people don't want people looking too closely at them for whatever reason. And those are often the same people who are people pleasers. So they'll change who they are as well in terms of their personality in order to be found acceptable, in order to fit in to the society that they've surrounded themselves or found themselves in. And when you start to see... The, the patterns running a parallel path. So the patterns within their business and the patterns within their personality running the same path. It does kind of raise, not red flags, because it's not somebody's, it's not a bad thing if somebody cares about somebody else. But in terms of self-care and in terms about creating your own destiny and how that looks, it's very hard to get ahead if you're too busy worrying about what everybody else is doing. 
And by get ahead, I don't mean that in a cutthroat way. I mean representing your family, representing your dream, honoring your soul purpose and following your own path. It's really hard to get on with that when you're very busy making sure everybody else has got every single other thing that they need. And you're not giving yourself time or expansion. You're not giving yourself any any scope to grow. And look, I think all of us know how it presents in in a social capacity, um, making sure everybody else has eaten first or being okay to spend money on other people but not on yourself and being very scared to have an opinion. So you'll change what your opinion is based on whoever you're talking to so that you fit in, so you don't have to have a, a conflicting or an unpopular opinion. A lot of the time, those things come across as being weak or as being needy energetically. And so often that's not the real reflection of the person who is demonstrating this behavior. Again, it's just a stress response or a trauma response to something else. In business, people-pleasing looks a little bit different. It looks like not having boundaries. It looks like being available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It looks like being too scared to say no to something. It looks like overgiving and overcommitting yourself because you don't want to let anybody down. Sometimes it's pushing yourself into an area that's not your zone of genius because we can all be good at lots of different things. That doesn't mean that we need to be doing all of those different things. And you need to be staying in your space. You need to be staying in the place that is happiest for you and also gives you the most return on your own interest. Whereas if you are breaking yourself up into little bits to support other people here, there and everywhere in a way that's not necessarily in alignment with your actual message, you're pulling yourself away in a way that doesn't add value to your own life, your own work, your own purpose, your own path. And while it's fine to do that every now and again to help somebody out or to be part of an experience or, you know, for whatever reason, it's fine to do that every now and again. But if you find that you're doing that a lot, if you're being pulled away from your own, like pink, I, I don't know, your own lane, you're being pulled out of your own space too often to support other people, then it's time to kind of come back and have a look at what's going on with this. There are no rules when you have your own business in the sense that you decide how you want to work, but you need to be mindful of these things. And I only say that because if you're not, you'll just end up in the same position that you were at when you were in a corporate space where you're killing yourself to get approval. That will never really come because the only validation we really need is our own self-validation. But so often as women as well, we wait for somebody else to give us permission to achieve or to tell us that we've done a good job or to reward us for being consistent or for achieving something or for being profitable. Those needs don't necessarily go away when you have your own business. You're still looking for validation sometimes. And the best way of getting that is through your client's feedback because that's the only real validation that you need um, to make the changes that you need to make to tweak the things that are in front of you. But when you're holding out for a family member to tell you that you've done a good job or for somebody to tell you that they're proud of you or to even acknowledge what you're doing as being a business and not a hobby, like with all of those things, if you're waiting for somebody else to give you permission to go after what you want, you're going to be kept in a very small place for a very long time. And it doesn't honor you and it doesn't honor your journey. So... This one, like boundaries are so important with everything, but when you're people pleasing, it can be so damaging in a business because 
you can't people please everybody all the time. So how do you decide which one's more important? <laughs> if you've got two or three people who are constantly on your back, constantly demanding your time, your energy, your advice, your expertise, your whatever it is that you're offering, and you have these people on the phone all the time or texting all the time or... Do you know what I mean? Like how, what, what differentiates, who does, who, how do you decide which one is shouting louder and which one gets more of your energy in this, in this toxic cycle? Whereas if you have boundaries and you are accessible, but not available, then it doesn't really, it takes the white noise out of the equation. And it means that you're not people pleasing, you are self-pleasing, you are doing what works for you in a time period that works for you. And if you choose to be flexible with that time period, then that's absolutely fine as long as it's on your own terms. I think one thing that people forget straight away when they go into business is that there's balance, but you have to know, you have to remember the reasons why you're doing it in the first place. And very rarely are we trying to support ourselves and our families in a way that is different from a nine to five or a conditioned approach by working every hour God sends. Very rarely that was the the push behind going into business for yourself. I think in some cases it's, well, I'd rather work every hour God sends for myself than every hour God sends for somebody else. But essentially the more healthy way of looking at it, looking at that is I would rather have set time frames and days that I'm going to work and times that I'm going to work within that honor myself, that give me time to replenish my own cup because you can't pour from an empty cup. I know it's such a cliche now, but it is so true. And if you are looking at the reasons why you go into business, having more time for yourself and more abundance with time and freedom, those things should be quite high up on your list of priorities. So you can't, yeah, you can't forget them. When you're structuring your business, you can't forget them. And people pleasing will push those. It will make you feel like you have to say yes to everything all the time. And as you get further along in your business, those requests that come in from other people get more insistent and they get louder and you have an expectation to accommodate them sometimes. I'm going through some of that at the moment and I just kind of feel like if it if it is running in alignment with what I'm doing, if it is running in alignment with my mediumship, if it has the same message, if it has the same values, I will consider it. But if it's taking me away from my family in a time over and above what I've already allocated because I know how much I'm willing to give, and if it's making me compromise on something that is precious to me, then I will probably say no. And I'm not sorry about that. Every now and again, something will come up and you'll want to be part of it. And it's great to jump in both feet. And that's amazing. And as long as that's not happening every week, every day, you're okay. I'm not saying don't ever collaborate with anyone else or don't ever go on to any project or, you know, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just saying that when it comes to, when it comes to making those decisions, make sure that you're doing them because you want to, not because you feel like you have to. I guess that's the key to it. The other thing with people pleasing, obviously, are those cheeky, those cheeky few who will ask you to discount something or to throw something in as a bonus. (laughs) Uh, everybody loves a good deal, right? And that's fine. But you can already have good deals within your business and not feel the need to further discount anything for anyone just because they've asked. You know, there's no harm in them asking, but there's also no harm in you saying no. And if you feel like you do want to drop your prices for somebody or you do want to put together a package deal or however it's presenting for you, then again, that's fine. But look at your motivation behind doing something. 
especially if they've approached you for it. If you're doing something philanthropic or if you're feeling like you want to give back to the community in some way, then you decide how that goes and it happens on your own terms. But if someone is kind of hitting you up and asking you or expecting you to do something for free, it's okay to say no, especially if you're not going to get something back that's equal of it, uh, equal of, <laughs> I can't talk today, that's equal to or greater than in terms of energetic exchange. So because you'll, over, you'll always overgive when you're in a position where you are public speaking or you're doing something for, you know, representing yourself in front of people, you will always overgive. But if you're getting something back in return, if you're being published, if it's being recorded, if you're going to get a shout out or a recommendation or um, even if you're leaving business cards or something like that, then it kind of makes it worthwhile sometimes if it's the right audience. But again, if it's not the right audience and you're just there for the sake of it, then it's probably not worth your time. And it's okay to say no. There are so many things in business where you're going to have to be strong. And whether that is making yourself available out of hours, what times you are contactable, how long it takes you to get back to emails, you set that expectation and that is your job. That is your responsibility. You set the expectation and you direct that conversation with your clients. And if they are overstepping boundaries in that space, it's also your job to pull them back in and just say, oh, hey, thank you. I've got your message. I will get back to you within, you know, tomorrow morning or whatever your acceptable turnaround times are for yourself without having people put pressure on you or demand more from you than you're willing to give. It takes a while for that that kind of mindset to become comfortable. I'm not saying it happens overnight, but you get the hang of it surprisingly quickly because your soul sort of does this little like, oh yes, she's actually being strong. She's actually sticking up for us. Like she's putting herself first. She's making herself a priority and your soul does this little like happy wiggle and you learn how that feels. And then every time somebody tries to cross those boundaries or that people pleaser in you starts to kind of want to worm its way out, your soul will remember what it felt like to be structured and to be polite, obviously polite, but not available and to do things on your own terms. So when I think about the bigger aspect of people pleasing, what it puts out there energetically, it's more or less telling people that you'll do whatever they want you to do. Um, and especially if they're paying you that there's no, pretty much you can be bought. And that might sound extreme. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. Um, but I, I just think that if you are consistently overgiving and people are calling it customer service, you need to be just very clear on what you're actually doing. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of going above and beyond for people and helping wherever I can. And certainly with customer service, I think that's something that is absolutely lacking because there's no, uh, there seems to be, not with everybody, obviously, that's such a blanket statement, but there seems to be this real lack of interest <laughs> in terms of helping anybody. It's very much a computer says no situation out there as a greater thing. But when you are running your own business and when it's something that's more in holistic space and that you're very unlikely to come across that mindset. So that kind of thing doesn't really apply to this conversation. This is more about feeling like you don't need to drop everything to do a reading or, you know, I'm not sharing this story to shame the customer in particular, but it really does give a good idea of what I'm talking about. And the client is absolutely lovely. I have worked with her. I have read for her and I really do adore her. Um, but within our first contact, I remember getting this message um, through Facebook, I think. And it was a client who'd asked me for a reading and I have a wait list at the moment. It's about four weeks out. 
and she didn't want to wait for it. So she said something along the lines of she would she would pay me double my rate if I would drop everything and do a reading for her. And I wasn't upset with her. I wasn't offended by that. But I was very, very happy to go back and say, look, I'm not doing this for the money. That's not my that's not my motivation behind doing this work. And my family come first and I'm spending time with them. So you're more than welcome to go onto a wait list, uh, make a booking online or go onto a wait list, either which way. But I'm not dropping everything to do a reading for you tonight. And you know what? She was beautiful. She was very gracious about it. And it wasn't an issue and it isn't an issue. And I'm definitely not telling that the story to shame her because that would never be my intention. And it, it's just to demonstrate that some people are all about instant gratification. And when you do have that kind of force of energy coming at you, it's hard sometimes to go, oh, no, I'm I'm busy. And especially if you're not busy. <laughs> I mean, I was I was just watching a movie with my family. But I know that the other version of me, I know that the younger version of me would probably have gone, hey, don't pay me double my rate, but I will, I'll make some time available for you tomorrow morning or something like that. And I would have woken up earlier than I already do. And I, I wake up at around four o'clock every morning anyway. So I would have woken up even earlier to get the other stuff done, to make space available, to do this reading. And I was able to say no, not because I'm four weeks booked out in advance, although that does definitely help. Um, I'm not going to lie about that. Having that security of knowing that those bookings are there definitely helps you be strong within your conviction. But I was quite happy to say no um, for her, not to her, so that she could understand how I work as well. And that told her a little bit about who I was energetically too. And all that happened for a reason. And I really love the fact that we've since caught up and I've done a reading for her and she's awesome. So it was just one of those things as one of those testing points. And actually... That's also worth mentioning. You can have boundaries. You can set them. You can decide not to people please or not to always be available. You can do it a few times, get into the swing of it. And then, you know, actually people stop making the requests after a while because they don't expect you to do it. Your energetic signature has already changed and people don't pick up the fact that you may be available for something else. But every now and again, somebody will come along and push those boundaries and test your conviction. And it's just one of those things. It's your responsibility to say no. So part of the people-pleasing thing is you don't want to say no because you don't want people to think you're a bitch. You don't want people to think you're up yourself or you don't want people to think that you're a horrible person or that you think you're too good to uh, make space available or to drop your prices or to open on a day where you're not open or to jump onto a podcast that doesn't have your target audience or write a recommendation for a program that you haven't actually endorsed yourself. You know, all of these things, however it presents for you, no is a safe word and it's okay to use it. <laughs> I think you have to love all aspects of yourself and all aspects of your business. And sometimes you're going to have to be, you know, I often think that having a business is like having a child. And every now and again, you have to be strong and structured for your children. It's like you can't trust a two-year-old to make his own dinner. I can't anyway. My child is feral. <laughs> But I, I wouldn't. I give him as much responsibility as I can with everything. I like him to be quite autonomous. I love to nurture his independence. But there are sometimes, well, often situations where I have to tell him no. And it's exactly the same in your business. You want your business to be autonomous. You want it to be independent. You want it to be able to stand on its own two feet. But there are always going to be times when you're going to have to be the person who takes charge and says no. And when you are doing that, you're setting such a good energetic 
an energetic space for your business to breathe and relax and grow in because it knows that you're the boss. It knows that you're going to look after it. Energetically, obviously. I'm not trying to anthropomorphize um, businesses all over the world. But I do kind of think that the energy of your business will appreciate the effort that you make to protect it. So just something else to think about with that. I don't know. Look, I think most people will deal with these. I was going to say I don't know if everyone deals with this kind of thing, but I do think that most people will deal with overgiving and people pleasing. And the other way I almost forgot to talk about, which is such a huge way, is time. If you have a service-based product where you are, like I do, doing readings or um, guidance or healings or any of those things where it's a time-based thing, a lot of, I know a lot of workers or a lot of light workers will go, okay, so this is not based on time and they will take whichever time they need uh, to get a session complete, which is great. I can't do that because I have only a few hours a day that I can work in and I have X amount of clients that I need to fit into that day. So that means I can't be all over the place with time. Also because I schedule things in, I can't overrun because then I don't get that break between things. It, It just turns into a bit of a shit show. So with time, I actually set alarms on my phone because again, when you're channeling, time is not time. It doesn't feel the same and it just goes so quickly that you don't realize that time is passing. I'm not even kidding. I kept somebody in my room once for three hours and I, I thought I'd only just gone a little bit over time. It was before I had a wait list <laughs> and it was when I was first starting out and it was those teething things that you learn as you go. But I remember this guy starting to look a little bit like hunted. <laughs> So I checked my 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 phone because I don't wear a watch or I didn't wear a watch. I do now. Um, but I checked my phone. I was absolutely horrified. I did not realize that I'd kept the poor man there for three hours. So now I set alarms on my phone and I have people in the house anyway who will come and knock the door if I'm too late or go too much over just because I have to protect the integrity of that gap between readings so that I can kind of reset and, you know, get ready for the next person and just sort of, yeah, just... Just chill for a minute. <laughs> so a lot of times when you have a service, which is like an hour long, so, or, you know, half an hour, whatever, people will keep asking questions or they, they, you know, and especially because they're quite curious about your work or they might be really enjoying their experience with you, which is beautiful. It's really cool. But they might be, they might wait until the end of their reading or their session with you and then start asking questions and start asking you for more information and starting asking you if anyone else is stepping forward for them or um, if you think that they have blocks in a certain area or, you know, whatever. Whatever your modality is, sometimes they'll start asking the questions after the end of your session and that also drags on. So it's overgiving, you know, on our part and we have to go, okay, you know, I would love to spend more time answering these for you, but we're going to have to do it in your next session because I'm out of time now and I've got my other client arriving, so I'm going to have to end this here and things like that. Like it's up to us to have that very strong structure because most of us love what we do and we could spend all day talking about it and we love our clients and we could spend all day talking to them, but we can't. (laughs) So you do have to go, okay, cool. This is where I have to draw the line in the sand um, and get this client out so that I can be ready for my next one and kind of work with as much integrity as possible to honor whatever it is that you're doing. So it's not just a case of like, oh my God, I'm I'm done talking to you out of my room. (laughs) It would never be that because the people that I work with are amazing. And I know that so many of my colleagues feel exactly the same way. We love our clients. We love the work that we're doing. We could literally talk about it all day, but we just can't because 
time doesn't work like that for us. So make sure you're not overgiving by allowing people to take more time than allocated. And no time feels like a something that we should give because time is free essentially, but it's not when it's structured and part of a business structure. So you have to kind of balance yourself out with that. You can always arrange to call somebody later if you wanted to or... You know, again, if it's something that you feel like they particularly need or you particularly need, there's nothing stopping you from sending them a text or hitting them up later on. But you have to be, again, not forced into that. This has to be something that you want to do. And also in your own time, something that is not an obligation. So definitely worth looking at patterns around that. And I know certainly for myself, every now and again, I want to overgive. I want to kind of... I don't know. I just want to wrap people up. I meet so many beautiful people. And obviously in mediumship, we're dealing with grief. We're dealing with loss. We're dealing with love a lot of the time. And those things are all beautiful in their own way. And they're all difficult in their own way. And there's so much emotion that comes in with these readings. And it can be such a huge space for somebody to be sitting in. And sometimes you just want to wrap them up and you just want to give them a cuddle and you want to give them all the time in the world and you want to let them know that they are okay, that they are loved, that they're held, that their loved ones in spirit are very much around them. And, you know, and that's just that's just me on a mediumship front. And again, with my women in the Empowered Path course, I want to be there with, I want to handhold them every step of the way. I want to be there to celebrate all of the wins and I want to know all of the things that they've learned. And I want to, if they have any questions, I want to be available to them. So I've really had to be quite structured in when that happens and how that happens. So it does absolutely happen, but when and how is not ad hoc. There are there are set times where people can ask questions or um, the, the one-to-one mentoring calls are a really good time to go over things like that. And that's where I kind of structure those into it. But I could definitely overgive in that space because it's something I'm so passionate about and it's something that I have to stop myself from doing. <laughs> so it is, look, overgiving, people-pleasing, overcompensating, all of those things... They sneak up in different ways for different reasons, but it is our responsibility to be aware of them and to go, no, okay, um, need to draw the line in the sand here or I need to protect my energy here or whatever it is. And it's okay to say no. So have a look at how this is presenting for you over the week. Um, Make sure that you are being strong when you need to be strong and make sure that you are communicating clearly as well because that is 90% of the battle, I think, from my experience anyway. And again, if you have any if you have any questions or any experiences or anything that you want to kind of talk about around this, feel free to leave a comment or send me a message. I'm on all of the socials. And again, my name's Kylie Nicole and I'm a medium from Perth and WA. I always think that I forget to introduce myself with these. <laughs> so for uh, new listeners, if you're wondering what I actually do, and I'm sure you would have picked it up by now, I am a medium. I'm an evidential medium um, and I'm running a, a course called the Empowered Path Program, which is to help women get their businesses up and running. So, yeah, and we actually have a launch of the Empowered uh, Path on the 23rd of January. So here I am plugging that. I'm hoping this uh, podcast goes out before that point. I never know when the podcasts are quite going to hit your timelines. (laughs) But yeah, very excited for the second launch of the Empowered Path program at the moment. So yeah, that's what I wanted to share about that. I hope that it has added value. I hope that um, it gives you something to think about and also gives you permission to maybe reassess some of the things that you're already doing to make sure it's in alignment with who you are. And in alignment being that what you think, say, and feel is exactly the same. Because if something's not in alignment, it's, it's going to be uncomfortable and it's not going to be something that you can maintain for a long period of time. 
So there you go. I hope you have an amazing day. Uh, thank you for listening. I do always appreciate it. And I love the feedback that you guys send me. So very, very appreciative of that. And we will catch you next week on next week's episode. Have a great one. Mm-hmm.